are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 81 of the College Loop Podcast. All three of us back in here. And if you heard that intro, I think they already it kind of broke the news for us already, huh? Hey, man, some big, big news for the College Loop. We are officially part of the Warpore family of podcasts, the Warpore Podcast Network, if you will. We talk about we talked about it on the Warpore live show on Wednesday evening. We're a family here now. We're all we're all brothers in arms, and we're ready to attack the day. Um, before we kind of go through, I let Dylan, I let you and Daniel speak your piece. I do want to bring Colin up here real quick, um, super super quickly, um, because I want to throw a quick couple quick shout outs. Super quick. We're not running any promos. This is no ads for those of you listening at home. Um, first and foremost, okay. So Colin's replaced Daniel. That was wild. Okay, I was thrown <laughs> off. Uh, welcome back, Colin. First and foremost. Guys, uh, everyone just kind of like give you a little silent round of applause for our fans um, and uh, fans of stretch, but listeners, um, you guys, you guys are the reason um, and that the, we're here right now. Um, we've got a tremendous, tremendous support base. Uh, and I don't mean just in numbers. I mean, an outpouring of support. You guys bought in from day one and, and we can't tell you how much it means to you. Uh, huge shout out to all of our families. Shout out to our intern, Colin, for, for buying in uh, when we had no idea this was coming. And uh, shout out to Ike and, and those guys over at uh, over and Mike G over over at the the Warport for for believing in us. We're so so excited to be part of this family. Dylan, Daniel, I know you guys are on cloud nine. Colin, how wild is it that you've got to just kind of like live front row for all of this? I don't know. I've gotten to see you guys have some big ups in the past month and two or two, so it's been fun. I mean, I think guys, I think there's a direct correlation with from having Colin and good things happening. I mean, I think there's just a direct relationship there. Uh, and uh, that's why we've been so blessed to have you uh, all, all summer. So thank you, Colin. Um, you're banished. Daniel, how are you? How are we doing today, man? I'm doing good. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a very great day um, in the history of the college loop. Uh, that's right. A day, we'll, a day we'll be looking back on in a few years and be like, this is the day it all changed. Um, you know, I'm thinking back to the first episode where I was in my sister's apartment. Um, I didn't have my mic with me. We were on Zoom. Um, we had to worry about the 40 minute break and, you know, just to see how far this has come. It, it's June 28th. That was December 22nd or 23rd, something like that. Just to see how far we've come in six months is honestly nuts. Um, I still remember the day that Harrison called me. He was like, Hey, we're doing this. I'm like, I'm in. And Dylan to celebrate the occasion today, just for you, I'm wearing my arrows to our t-shirt. <laughs> We how did I, how did I know it was going to end with Taylor Swift? I, we, knew, we knew it was coming. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, how are you? I get to ask you how you're doing today. How are you doing, Dylan? Dude, that's a that's a breath of fresh air, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm feeling great. Uh, a lot of a lot of news still come, still yet to come from this partnership. And again, cannot thank Mike G, Ike, all the guys, uh, B Will, and Caesar, all those guys over there at the War Report. And I mean, if you're not if you're subscribed to us and and not them at this point, I don't. I, I applaud how how rare your YouTube recommendations are, because <laughs> they got it going on over there. If they they have a wild fan base, and I think they're what the second biggest Auburn podcast. They are that they are, and uh, they've got it rocking. Go give our guy, go give them a follow if you're not already, already like subscribe to them. Also, make sure you go hang out with the guys over at the Up Tempo Pod, part of our family now. 
uh, we were already buddies with those guys uh, on a professional level, and now we get to work in them, work with them in the trenches. And I'm super, super pumped. You're, you guys are going to see a lot of collaborative crossover work, and, uh, and we're really excited about that. One last thank you to our families. You guys have had our backs, uh, families, and Laura, your girlfriend Lauren Dylan. There's, there goes my laptop deciding wants to have uh, notifications. But Lauren, uh, your your girlfriend Dylan has been a tremendous support. Um, Abby's bared with me through all this. Um, I've, I've been up at her place at, for weddings and had to step aside to record, <laughs> and uh, she's been a trooper through all of it. So that being said, boys, it's theoretical Thursday. It is the first installment of theoretical Thursday, and just to mirror what Hart said again. If you're not following us, go do that, uh, please. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. But yeah, so again, if you if you missed last episode, we announced that we are changing up the schedule a little bit, uh, content wise, not video and audio and all that wise. Uh, now Thursday is going to be for theoretical Thursday, where we're going to look at an alternate universe of the Auburn Tigers and see what could have gone differently, what could have gone wrong, what could have gone right, in the sense of. Auburn Tigers and it doesn't matter what sport it is we will be answering a question if you have one that you'd like to like for us to talk about please leave it in the in the comment section below but today we are opening up with what if Jarrett Stidham decided to stay for his senior year on the Plains and just to go through his stats a little bit from his 2018 year bit of a down year for Jarrett Stidham uh can't really talk much about how the offensive line was just god awful for him in 2017 and 2018 and i think 2019 offensive line was much improved from what it was those two years but i mean jared stidham was one of the top quarterbacks going into the 2018 year but everything seemed to fall apart on a team that i think went seven and five right am i remember that correctly seven and five with a victory in the music city bowl over purdue yeah, so high, the season ended on a high note by destroying the Purdue uh, Boilermakers. But overall, Jarrett Stidham had a pretty – touchdown-wise, he was the same. Interception-wise, he had one less, but uh, almost 400 less passing yards. And he got sacked – I'm just going to count out how many times he got sacked in two seasons at Auburn. 58 times on the Plains. And then if you look at the 2019 year, that is the year of – Bo Nix, where he stepped on in his first year on the Plains and was the starter. And I mean, pretty okay year for a for a for a freshman. Twenty five hundred yards passing, sixteen touchdowns to six interceptions, while also putting three hundred thirteen yards on the ground and seven touchdowns rushing as well. But yeah, I mean, rushing wise, there's no contest that Bo Nix is the better rusher. Sure, but. Jared Stidham has some wheels. We've seen it before. He can he can he can run and gun if he needs to. He's one of those guys that could take off if he had to. Yes, uh, 2017 Iron Bowl was a clear clear image of that when he rushed for 15 yards on a touchdown score. But yeah, to start off with Daniel. How do you think the 2019 season would have went if Jared Stidham would have been the quarterback for the Auburn Tigers? Okay, so believe it or not, I am oddly prepared for this because. Bay Marks, friend of the program, uh, a friend of WWEGL, and I have had this conversation two or three separate times. Um, it's one of my favorite what-ifs in my time as an in the Auburn community just because I haven't been there as long as either of you, so I don't have as much history to go on. Um, this was the first – 2017 was the first year that Auburn was on my radar. Um, so – 
what you said, Dylan, about the offensive line, I feel like that's your X factor here. Because I feel, I feel like top to bottom, um, Jared Stidham was a more put-together quarterback. Uh, Bo Nix in 2019 was a few months, about or about a year removed from playing in 6A in Alabama, um, which we're not in Texas. We're not in California. There's some really – hold on. Don't give me that look. Or Georgia. Or Georgia. There's some really, really bad – 6A teams in Alabama. I'm sorry. There just is. I know everyone in the state of Alabama loves your high school football. That's great. That's beautiful. It's awesome. Okay? There are some sucky teams. Sorry about it. Um, if you're triggered, I'm talking about you. So, um, yeah, just definitely not as put together as a guy who had Power 5 experience before coming to Auburn, had a Heisman-like season in 2017, um, very, very good year – or. Not so great year in 2018, um, but average, I feel like that's very average, average. Average. You compare 2018, um, like Dylan just did. You compare Stidham's 2018 stats to Bo's 2019 stats. Bo had a significantly better offensive line. So, like Harrison said, if Stidham needed to take off, he could have more. So, I feel like if Jared Stidham had stayed another year and played Auburn in 2019 you are looking at a college football playoff appearance. Whoa. Do you want me like to explain it. that? I like it. I like it do a lot. Do you want me to elaborate? Or uh, yeah. Do you want to go for it? You, I mean, you have to. You don't have, you have to. After, after that statement, you have to. Sure. Um, this is a team that held Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Jay Jettis, Thaddeus Moss, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to 23 points. Auburn had two chances to win that game in the fourth quarter you have an experienced quarterback who knows who knows what happens there okay the florida game bo Nix throws two of those interceptions that just make you go uh vi- a visual meme he's uh rubbing his fingers to his hair yeah a- anxiously does a more experienced quarterback do that maybe maybe not let's skip ahead to the georgia game Big old J.J. Wilson's out here wide open in the flat. Bo Nix overthrows him on fourth and two. Harold Joyner. Oh, it was Harold Joyner? Yeah, Harold Joyner. Dang. I wanted hey. to be J.J. Wilson. They, they produce about the same. Don't worry. <laughs> Whatever. Um, if Auburn converts on that fourth down, who knows? Everything else stays the same. That's three more wins right there. That takes you from nine and three, right, Dylan? Yeah, nine and nine and four. If you got nine the bowl and four game. eventually, but yeah, yeah. Okay, forget the bowl game loss for now. Nine and three. You go from a nine and three regular season to an undefeated regular season. You go to Atlanta. Do you beat Georgia? Probably not there. But an undefeated SEC team. Come on, man. An undefeated SEC team. You're all, or twelve and one. One loss in the SEC championship game. You're going to the playoff. We saw it with the Georgia Bulldogs last year. So yeah. I think if Jarrett Stidham stays in 2019, that team plays for in the playoff. And it's worth noting the the one thing, Daniel, that you have not mentioned about this 2019 Auburn team is that freaking defense. Yes. You had, had Derrick Brown, Marlon Davidson. You had I'm Noah Benogany. Noah Benogany. Benogany. Christian Tut. You had Daniel Thomas, Jeremiah Denson, KJ Britt, Kobe McClain. Uh, Javaris Davis, Jamie and Sherwood, Roger McCreary, uh, just dude after dude after dude. You had Derek, a young Derek Hall. You had Nick Coe. 
You had Big Cat Bryant for what he was worth as a backup edge rusher. Just dude after dude after dude was on this defense. And it was real hard for the Heisman winner to really get an offense to score against this defense. And And not just the Heisman winner. That team was loaded. Yeah. That's that is a borderline an NFL team that got held to 20, 23 points in Baton Rouge. That was an NFL team. And yeah. I mean, I, all but one person got drafted, I think. I, yep. Or maybe all of them did. But just looking at it, the thing that killed Auburn the most was an inexperienced quarterback. And maybe there's another factor to this team, uh, a very, very underwhelming running back in Booby Whitlow, who might have been one of my – I did. It's a little biased. One of my least favorite running backs to watch at all, just because I could he not hurt half that 2019 season. No, uh, all yeah. I can remember the only memory I have of Booby Whitlow is how many times he fumbled, and they made this whole thing about how every time he fumbled, his mom made him do 50 push-ups out, outside the stadium, and I was wondering how he did not come out of here looking like the Rock. Uh, but just looking at last season, that last season of Bone or uh, Jared Stidham, the offensive line just killed him, and he had no faith in his offensive line. But even the 2018 Jarrett Stidham knew how to get his get the ball to the his receivers. I mean, you had Darius Slayton, 670 yards receiving. You had Ryan Davis, 546. And I believe the year that he broke the Auburn reception all-time record, correct? I believe right. I remember that correctly. Uh, Seth Williams, uh, 534 uh, receiving yards. And you just had to go down this avenue. What? And just, Anthony Schwartz getting 357. I mean, just, and all those guys got touchdowns. Dylan just comes in and just steals my damn thunder, um, which is that's I'm actually pissed. I'm actually and, and you look at the 2019 team and it was only Seth Williams. I mean, Anthony Schwartz got 440 yards, but Seth Williams got 830 yards, and after that, no one got over 300. Yeah, I was I I don't know. I'm skeptic on on an undefeated SEC team. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm skeptic because I think you still find a way to lose. Probably to that. Well, not probably that to that to that LSU team. I, I, there's just there's a that team was one of the greatest college football teams I've ever watched play. That being said, I'm starting to see the college football playoff vision. Uh, I, I actually am. Even if you don't win the West and you get left out, I actually I actually I do get it. And and the more I think about it, I guess I have gaslit myself into forgetting about that Florida game and the atrocious train wreck that it was. Because you're right. Uh, you're, you're bringing back almost like non-flashbacks for me right now about watching Bo Nix throw a couple of interceptions. You're just like, what the – where the hell were you throwing the ball? Three you know, interceptions. Three interceptions. I, 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 when I said a couple, I meant a few. It's, it's like I'm the, really glad the uh, Burger King commercial wasn't around at that point. You're so right. No, you're <laughs> right. The Whopper would have been in the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's facts, bro. I – um. Yeah, I just I, I'm with you. I, I and you certainly go to a ball game and win. Here is I want y'all to buckle up with my my domino theory. <laughs> if Jarrett Stidham stays for the 2019 season, and you win all but the LSU game, maybe sneak into the college football playoff if you get the Alabama treatment. And and that's yeah, people are going to be pissed off, but this is an Auburn centric podcast. They're going to be pissed off anyways if you're a Bama fan. Hmm. Like I said, if it triggers you, we're talking about you. That's right. Is Gus Malzahn still the head coach of the Auburn Tigers? 
Uh, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he is. I think he is. You think he's I, like I, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being serious. You and, don't have a Gene Chizik-like collapse. No. And so, you, you get to avoid those Brian Harson years, too. So. Well, there's Jared. that. There's that, and I, I argue that Gus Malzahn is probably still the head coach at Auburn today because you have a year of development of Bo Nix and probably a, red, a def, definitive red shirt. Yeah. That buys Gus a couple more years. This is my, my big domino effect theory, right? I mean, we're all speculating. It's theoretical Thursday. Is Bo Nix a Heisman winner at Auburn? I mean, there are conversations. I, I'm serious. Look at what he did did at Oregon last year. I mean, it, there is definitive progression under under coaching development. Do I think Gus Malzahn's ever been good at developing quarterbacks? No, but there is that wild rabbit hole you could fall down. That hey, would Bo Nix have benefited for a year from a year under Jarrett Stidham? Would Bo Nix have been a four five year guy at Auburn? Is Hugh Freeze the head coach at an SEC school ever again? I mean, there's a lot of I'm, – I'm not even joking. There's a lot of avenues, right? It's it's fascinating. And that one I want our fans' takes on and want our listeners' takes on. Fans such a strong word. I hate fan behavior. Listener, I want I, I want your if, – if you're watching, you're listening, I want you to tweet at us or hit us in the comments. That'd be awesome for the engagement on YouTube because we're growing rapidly and loving it. But if Jarrett Stidham stays – and, 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 and Auburn wins, well, that would wind up being 11 games that year, right? Does Gus Malzahn still have a job right now at Auburn? I think he does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think definitely because, I mean, the winning an Iron Bowl got him at least two years extension on anything. And if you're able to get in the playoff and knock Bama out of it still, I mean, we're, we're presuming that the only loss in the season would be LSU just because that was a team of destiny. <sighs> I, I – I still think we walk out of there with a win. I don't know. Bat- Baton Rouge, uh, I think that uh, that defense, I think Kevin still had it written up perfectly. He had the perfect stars aligned for that defense. I think that offense probably makes one or two mistakes to keep him uh, out of the realm possibility. Because so you got to think, think, Bo Nix didn't call that 50-50 ball at the end of the first half. And a quarterback wouldn't make that call. That's right. You're You're right. I, 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 my, my mind's going a million different places. You know how I operate. Just, just to throw another factor in here, another factor should Jarrett Cinema stayed and have this kind of success. Now, there are a million different variations and, and combinations of, of things that, that we've seen to that, that regard. But there are then serious conversations after that. Malzahn. Wins that 2019 uh, iron, uh, excuse me, that that 2021 Iron Bowl because your quarterback is Bo Nix. Things have to be different. Everything, every the dominoes are totally different. The entire I, landscape I, changes because you I, have a playoff. I I, I understand. I, I I'm not naive to that. But if you look, statistics, math tells us based on Gus Malzahn's track record that if you have that kind of year, the recruiting cycle is inherently better on its own, even with minimal effort, right? Mm-hmm. Eight win team coming into Jordan Hare under Gus Malzahn doesn't lose the Iron Bowl. It's it, it, science tells us this. There is a formula. <laughs> 
We also yeah. win in happy or no, we, we lose in Happy Valley still. And we probably kissed that LSU game goodbye just because Gus Malzahn did not win on the road. Unless it was in college station. So there so we win we win in AM. It's it's a very interesting discourse uh, and 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 fascinating avenues to think about the domino effects. I mean, hell, here's you know something else that doesn't have to do with the on-field product. In this hypothetical, Alan Green still has a job. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there are so many. The president of the university is not – never had a change in, the, in that hypothetical. I, I almost bet you the, bu- the bank. It's, it, it's, it's crazy. So you got to think how it affects recruiting too. I, th- I think you have – after the 2019 season, the recruiting took a sl- like very, very heavy – Certainly. 180. Abs- absolutely. Head in the wrong direction. But it's still a half-ass recruiting job from Gus Malzahn is better than the than the full effort we ever saw out of Brian Harson. We never saw a full effort. So <laughs> that's that's maybe we did. Theoretical Thursday. What if what if Brian Harson was actually doing his best? <laughs> Auburn. Uh, I just don't think he was a co- good coach. Uh, or an SEC coach. Colin just threw up a hell of a question. And that hypothetical when Alan Green not being here, do the baseball field expansion ever happen without a, without John Cohen being hired? No. Answer's no. Um, holy shit, boys. We just broke the internet. <laughs> like, this, this is going to break the Auburn sphere. <laughs> but, yeah, so we're, we're in agreement that Auburn would be a potential playoff team with Jared Stidham at quarterback in 2019. That's Yeah, that's what I was getting at. So again, look at the losses. You beat Florida, and you beat you've more than likely beat that Georgia team in Jordan Hare Stadium because Auburn was in it up until they well they weren't in it, and then they were in it, and then they weren't in it anymore. So before we move on, I just wanted to leave everyone with this. I arrived at the playoff viewpoint first, and these two both concurred. So I mean, I there is a time for everything. Let's hang the Daniel Locke banner right back here. Hang it, hang it, baby. You got space on <laughs> the wall behind you. You're, hang the banner. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to, to wrap that up, um, Jared Sidham stays for another year. Auburn's a playoff, uh, college football playoff contender. And Bo Nix goes down as the greatest quarterback in the history of Auburn football. Continue. And then um, just one Careful, more that, thing. That statement got me in trouble. <laughs> just instead of drafting, uh, Bill Belichick still takes Jared Stidham. But in the next year, in the 2020 NFL draft, uh, he in uses the a first round. round pick on it. Yep, yeah, or he uses a second he would, he, round pick no, on no, it. No, he would, he would use a first round pick for sure. Just let me get the damn thought out. Shit. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and then he that's his guy, you know, waiting on Tom Brady to leave. And then the Mac next, Jones never happens. No, ne- Mac Jones never happens. And Mac Jones is overrated as shit. And I just pissed off both the, all, my, the people I know in Alabama and the people I know in New England. So this is awesome. Dylan, this dude, I I love this segment. All all proceeds go to me because uh, it was my idea. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, here. you got to think because if if a Jared Stidham would probably finish top five in the Heisman race, he would definitely be in the conversation. And that twenty nine, the twenty nineteen, right. uh, twenty twenty draft was what? That was Joe Burrow. That would have been what? It, would he have Tua? been focused or having fun? Uh, yeah, yeah I think Jared he would have been both been focused, focused and having fun. fun. I'm going to look up that 2020 quarterback class real quick. Let's get focused on Auburn recruiting. Let's 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 keep moving. We 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 ate up a lot of time there. 
Oh yeah, hold on. I'm just gonna look through first round. I don't picks. really care what you're doing. I'm gonna continue. Joe Burrow to a tongue about Loa. kind of rude. Justin Herbert and the quarterbacks that first round and Jordan Love. So maybe the Packers <laughs> take Jared Stidham over Jordan Love in the first round. <laughs> Anyways, Perkle next week it'll be is uh, Tua Tungvaloa overrated. Jesus Christmas, that was a conversation on the on the War Report uh, Wednesday evening show. Anyways, Perkle thinks that Auburn is gaining momentum for five star linebacker Demarcus Riddick, who is a Georgia commit from Chilton County High, High School in Clinton, Alabama. Number three linebacker in the class of 2024, number three overall in the state of Alabama. He's going to his an announcements. Let me try that again. He's going to announce his commitment on July 22nd. Funny enough, I'm pitching for the Macon Bacon on July 27th, 22nd. Just letting you know. <laughs> the second biggest news headline to go on that day, hopefully. Or maybe <laughs> the first, depending on where he commits. So either be that'll be I mean, the first or the second. Well, I mean, I'll be I'll be announcing my commitment to uh pursue my masters at Auburn University after Butch gets the film from from me throwing an inning for the Macon <laughs> Bacon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, but Demarcus Reddit coming in at six foot two, two twelve as it stands right now. Probably he's got plenty of time to beef up before he gets to the college realm. And kind of six two 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 twelve, he's kind of reminds me a lot. And Tar's gonna love this. Yeah, I already know where you're going. Yeah, it looks a lot like an Owen Papo built. I frame the same. A lot like <laughs> it. Uh, athletic frame, growth potential, tad considerable amount of weight for a Cooper Patagna on twenty four seven. He He's a multi sport athlete. Uh, he's athletic as I'll get out because this dude is probably going to be one of your pass coverage linebackers uh, and something that Auburn hasn't seen a lot of because, I mean, as we say a lot on the show, Owen Papo was not used properly as he should have been. Right. And maybe that's a that's going to be a theoretical Thursday that Tar is going to try to pitch one day is what if Owen <laughs> Papo was used correctly for the Auburn Tigers. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I'm not you... going to try to pitch it. I'm going to pitch it. <laughs> but it'd be a huge pickup. Auburn's just gaining momentum on him. Uh, anything can happen between now and a month from now. Uh, it'd be a huge pickup. Uh, and Auburn's panning uh, in the right direction for a lot of recruits. One being four-star wide receiver Mario Craver. Uh, also looking at Auburn as his top option for on three. He goes to Clay Chalksville High School in Pinson, Alabama. So another big Alabama recruit right there. And if you if Clay Chalksville sounds... Are there like uh, nine high schools in Pinson, Alabama? I yeah, there's okay. and they're and they're all like six, seven, eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jaquan McCoy uh, also plays at Clay Chalkville, so hopefully he can talk to his boy a little bit about <laughs> redeciding on where he wants to go. That's right. Because Jaquan will be committing on Friday, so tomorrow as this comes out. Yeah, but Mario Craver, five foot eleven, one sixty five, number thirty six overall wide receiver in the class, number fourteen overall prospect in the state of alabama currently cb'd to florida cb means crystal ball for all you non-recruit fanatics out there for but, you non-ball knowers <laughs> but the crystal ball right now has a low confidence rating on it of two so i don't know why would you crystal ball a guy if you don't have confidence yeah in i don't always love the way the 247 formats there <laughs> i think you're just like i have a feeling all right well let's put it up then why not Allegedly. I don't know. I actually know I know a couple guys that work over that way. And I know that's not how it works, but in large, some of their features kind of feel like they, they forget to update stuff sometimes, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, but five five foot eleven, one sixty-five, definitely your smaller frame wide receiver. Uh his pro comp is Cole Beasley. So not a bad comp, I guess. I, I would uh but it'd be a huge pickup for a class that needs a lot of pass catchers in it. And right now, and you're hoping you're going the right direction for Cameron Coleman. 
you're hoping you can flip Perry Thompson and Mario Craver would just be a cherry on top for those two right there. And let's see, last bit of recruiting news for football. Five star the, the University of Auburn War Eagles. Yeah. Five star safety KJ Bolden announces that he will be attending Big Cat Weekend. The current is he he's a Georgia commit or is he just a crystal ball to Georgia? I think he's a he's a I thought I he's, he's a verbal to Georgia. I think he's just CB'd. I think he's just CB'd to Georgia. Uh, but yeah, it'd be a huge pickup. Auburn definitely in the realm of possibility of getting KJ Bolden and a few other guys that are looking elsewhere right now for Auburn. Auburn is going ham when it comes to flips. Sicko mode, even. And I guess Mobamba. Last bit of Auburn football news. Uh, just because we like jerseys around here, we're big jersey guys. Uh, not new huge jersey, jersey big, huge jersey guys. Uh, Nehemiah Pitchett, Tar's boy, is rocking the number one on defense. While letting Liberty, really rock real quick. <laughs> Liberty transfer Steven Sings the fifth at the edge rusher position is going to be wearing Nehemiah Pritchett's 18. And I have no problem with Nehemiah Pritchett wearing number one. I have a problem when an offensive player wears the number one jersey. Let that be known. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, me, Nehemiah, Nehemiah Pritchett's wearing number one for a clear reason. He's going first round in the NFL draft. Yeah. Probably after DJ James goes, but yeah. Might I pose a theoretical uh, idea here on Theoretical Thursday? I'm listening. So, um, Coach Prime's son, not the one who's the quarterback, but he is another one who, like, films everything. Yeah, and puts on TikTok. And it's lit. it's, It's lit. And one of them was a team meeting, and he was like, no one gets to pick number one. I choose number one. Because back in my day, number one was that guy. So what if Hugh Freeze has the same philosophy and Peyton Thorne's that guy. Well, let's move forward with something else. <laughs> uh, wow, that was so rude. I know I love that concept. I really do. I don't know that I'm ready to talk about that with Peyton Thorne yet. I'm not sure. He has to win the job first. And about I don't think Robbie, a- Robbie Ashford isn't gonna give it up so easily. With the discourse around the uh quarterback situation that's still ongoing. Um, I'm not willing to make that commitment yet. I would rather take our talent. You don't have over. to commit. It's theoretical. Okay, I can. I'll theoretically agree to it. In theory, <laughs> in not theory, in pra- I just gaslight. Not in practice. Time. Not in practice. In theory. So what you're saying is I got a verbal commitment from you. That's I've, not I've, at all. I have a, my, my CB level is three. Anyways, I would say one. I would like to take our talents over to the hardwood, if that's okay with everybody. Because yeah, we got good. our ACC SEC challenge opponents today, and Auburn is going to play host to the powerhouse that is the Virginia Tech Hokies, who made a valiant effort in their 19 to 15 campaign just a year ago and lost at, at the hands of Cincinnati in the first round of everyone's favorite tournament, the not invited, excuse me, the National Invitational Tournament. And the NIT's lit. I mean, I, I have a fun, a lot of fun. Okay, hey, the NIT was fun this year. Like, oh, there were yeah. some really fun NIT games. Just UAB, out. I wanted them to win so bad. How about Rutgers? I mean, Rutgers had back-to-back just drunken games. It was. <laughs> Let me take you back to 2019 when Norfolk State went in the Coleman Coliseum and ruined Avery Johnson's career. That did happen. <laughs> I really wish when you announced who we were playing for the ACSC Challenge, I really wish you would have said, playing Virginia Tech. Tech. Just right. a missed opportunity there, really. For, uh, Do they play for... Inner Sandman in basketball? Probably not. Well, they won't play it in Neville Arena. Not oh, Neville no Arena. Uh, are we still out to... Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, so, they're going to be playing. Uh, I didn't know if you did you say the date or not. No, I did not. Go ahead. They'll be playing November 29th at 8.15 Central. And, of course, Naval Arena. That's right. That's too uh, late. So, guys, I want to get your, your initial reactions here. I personally, I kind of, it's kind of a fun matchup. Uh, I mean, I don't think Virginia Tech, anybody's super, super high on their radar. They kind of work the portal the best they can. Uh, that transitional state of the basketball program, really not anything to write home about and haven't been for the past couple of years. But all that to say, anytime you play a P5, that's going to be a quad one in most cases. Can be can fall to a quad two if Virginia, depending on where Virginia Tech's kind of at in the BPI, the RPI, things of that nature at that point of the year, and it's early, and you're, but you're, and you're playing them at home. So that kind of all hurts your quad one, quad two wins. But a quad one, quad two win over a P5 is never going to hurt you. I think it's a good draw for Auburn and a state in the, uh, of the season where you're trying to figure out who you are, what you are, what you're going to do. Not to mention you've got a good draw in, in hoops skipping, which is apparently Auburn's a mainstay there now, um, which is fine. I, I, I have no problem with that. Uh, actually, Auburn fans should enjoy that. But – your initial, you guys' initial reactions to seeing that Auburn will be playing Virginia Tech and come November 29, and uh, where, where y'all's heads are at about how this helps or hurts Bruce Pearl's squ- uh, squad in 2023. Daniel, I'll let you go first. Yeah, <clears throat> so it, like you said, it's a good draw. Um, I was very close to getting what I wanted. I wanted a team from Virginia. Um, who also uses the color orange. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, this, this is fine. Uh, is that the week after Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah. So the, the students will be there. Um, I really don't like these late tip-offs because, I mean, it, I'm just I'm, – I'm getting old. Um, but, you know, thumbs up for me, I guess. I mean – Dylan, thoughts? I was kind of all or nothing for Virginia, but yeah, yeah. missed opportunity with getting Virginia because maybe they're trying to protect. It's going to be be an annual thing, guys. I mean, like this is going to rotate out. Auburn fans will not forget. I'm aware. I still have not forgot. I still have nightmares about it. I still cry at night. Uh, What What if would have happened if they didn't? Wink, wink. What if what would have happened if they didn't call the if they did call the double dribble on side room? But I I think I think they got a good draw for Favorable what draw. for what their out of conference already looks like you know you're already gonna have to play brawny and that entire usc squad that is packed and that that, game, that, that team's gonna hoop yeah and that's gonna be another prime that's gonna be a prime time game right there no matter what i think no matter no matter game that brawny plays in, it's gonna be a prime time and then of course you have indiana who is one of the uh, premier teams, premier names in college basketball. And they premier teams at this point in, in, in their in their in their program. Yeah. They're they're in great shape in Indiana. And is there oh, someone yeah. else that they've already announced in like the uh, Bahamas Challenge or something, Hawaii Challenge? I'm, I think there was like more teams, but right now I think those are the two biggest names that Auburn would be playing and in, uh, going in the next season. And yeah, I think favorable draw. You missed out on Duke, North Carolina, Florida State, Miami. Virginia and you got Virginia Tech and I think that's going to be a, a win for the SEC. I'm going to go through the rest of the of the matchup super super quickly um, because there's a couple of them that are interesting. Clemson and Alabama doesn't really get my gears going. Miami at Kentucky does. That's going to be a fun game. LSU at Syracuse that RAP LSU. Uh, NC State at Ole Miss that that could be a fun one. Mississippi State at Georgia Tech 
should be interesting. Both teams kind of in a transitional period. Um, George Tech under uh, and year one uh, under a new administration. Missouri at Pitt. That one can be kind of fun. Pitt made a little noise coming down the stretch last year. Missouri was like the Cinderella story of the SEC last year outside of maybe Texas A&M. But their season's coming down the stretch, eerily similar. And, and Mizzou found themselves right there in the uh, NCAA tournament mix. And then day two, here's the one that everyone should have circled outside of Miami and Kentucky, Duke at Arkansas. That is a ball game, folks. I'm going to be making sure that I build time out of that out of my day to go rewatch the film of that because obviously same time as Virginia Tech at Auburn. Uh, Florida at Wake Forest. That could be a good one, a good opportunity for Todd Golden and company to kind of get their feet under, under them. Georgia at Florida State, it's time to find out what Mike White's actually made of because uh, FSU is coming off a horrendous year and Georgia's in a horrendous spot. They're better than they were a couple of years ago. That's neither here nor there. Tennessee at North Carolina, that one should get the blood pumping. That'll be a really, really fun one. Uh, Texas A&M at UVA, there's one that if – Texas A&M takes down UVA. A lot of people are looking really and stopping the ACC argument and pushing the ACC agenda for, for college basketball. That could be kind of a turning point for this is the premier conference, rather. And then Boston College at Vanderbilt, which feels like the two least relevant teams in um, both conferences taking on each other, which inherently really captures my interest, and I really want to watch this game. Um, <laughs> Daniel, go ahead. Okay, I'm not going to be as nice as Tar. Um, they dropped the ball. Uh, aside from North Carolina and Tennessee, there's not a single game on here that I'm like, holy shit. Because Miami, they're not going to be what they were last year. They're just not. And Kentucky's going to be really good. Matthew Cleveland would like a word. No, he doesn't get one. This is Miami's old as hell. I don't care. LSU, mid. No, not mid. Bad. Bad. Syracuse. Uh, who, that, okay, this is actually entertaining. Two disgraced coaches. Uh, I'll t- I'll take that. Um, Pitt, Missouri. That not even game, worth my time. Mississippi State. Mark Georgia my words. Tech. Pitt, Missouri may wind up being one of the most, if not the most, fun game on this slate. Just saying, if you're a college basketball enjoyer, this game could be a ton of fun. I'll keep that in mind. Notre Dame, South Carolina. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. None of these games are like overtly terrible there's just only a couple on here that i'm like ooh. It's so just a draw like i don't i don't know what the beef is here I, wait I, you're gonna hate the women's one even more um when we get to that here in just a moment i mean but i just don't like the games like i'm sorry like i know you love them and i know it's like your baby and it's like christmas morning to you but i just don't yeah, like yeah it is games. dude College basketball is to me what college football college basketball schedule release is to me what college football schedule release is to Dylan. Like this is this, I this gets me my well, blood. What's, pump. what's my equivalent? Um, uh, Boston Celtics uh, and Red Sox. Red Sox Yankees. <laughs> mm, that's not a rivalry. We always kick their ass. Shout out my boy Joel Embiid. The Yankees. I are right. I, the, the, I'm not. I'm not. We're, this is kind of irrelevant and not hominous. But if Duke Arkansas at Arkansas does not get your blood pumping, I really don't know what will. Or Tennessee, North okay. Carolina. I, I forgot and, about Duke Arkansas. That's a that's really good. good matchup. Why isn't that? Why isn't that on the list? It is on the list. It's on the. It's, I'm looking at on, a list that doesn't have that. So Tuesday, LSU Duke, Missouri. Arkansas could help your feelings about this a little bit. Yeah, the Wednesday slate's way better. I gotta be honest with you. 
Tennessee, North Carolina, A and M, Virginia. I'm Florida, still going to be watching all of these basketball games. So yeah, all at once, one might say, because four games are going on at eight fifteen, three games going on at six fifteen on That's Wednesday. So then you have eight thirty for Clemson, Bama on Tuesday, eight p.m. for NC State and West Flanagan and Allen Flanagan making their uh, ACC SC debut after the Ole Miss. Rebels. And it's time to break out more screens because you've also got on the same days the ACC SEC women's hoops tournament. And that's a good time for us to pivot over to women's basketball because Auburn got their, their SEC opponents this week. And there are some, a lot of games to circle on this one, guys. <laughs> year three under Coach Jay, which it really does not feel like this is going to be year three. It just feels yeah. like we got here yesterday. But Year three under Coach Johnny Harris. Home and home opponents only Alabama, LSU, and Texas A&M. Home only Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi State, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Away only Arkansas, Florida, Ole Miss, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. We'll get to their ACC SEC Challenge opponent here in just a moment because this one's probably going to grind some people's gears because we're tired of hearing the school's name. Um, <laughs> so your givens. You circle – realistically, everyone knows you get, you got to put a big circle around the home and home with LSU and you got to circle your home game against South Carolina. Let's just go ahead and address the elephant in the room. What are you waving your finger about? I think there's a the bigger elephant in the room, A&M with Aisha Kulabali. I'm, I've got yeah, I'm one done too. <laughs> I'm, done, I'm done talking, Dylan. Thanks. I really appreciate it. What I was saying is those are your givens. Guys, what other games are we looking at? And I mean this respectfully. Daniel, you're going to lead off. What are the games you're looking at that should be circled as legitimate close contests that you can go in and actually win without a fluke? Oh, oh. Um, I may have raised my hand a little prematurely. Um, I have a, a pair of games here that we need to win. Sure, go ahead. When is the last time an Auburn women's basketball team has defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide? Since it has not happened since I've been a student. Happened once when I was an undergrad, maybe twice. I, okay, I can, I can look it up. Hold on. All right. So this just this losing to Alabama and these other sports is not really healthy for the Auburn program in anything because you build a brand on yeah you've got football and you always will, but we've got everything else. Okay, that's all well and good until you don't have everything else. They dominate women's basketball. Um, softball's been bad recently. Gymnastics, other than 2022, has been rough recently. They got us in baseball this year. So, you know, women's basketball is one that would be relatively easy to for Auburn to capture because Christy Curry is not in a overly safe job space. Sure. Um, the Alabama roster is going to be in some transition. I don't think they have Hannah from Homewood anymore. I could be no. wrong. Um, yeah. So – you really need to split with Alabama. Because um, if that's – you don't want beating Alabama to be your measuring stick in women's basketball like it is in football. Because at that point, if that's where this program gets, it's it's long for Coach J. Like, it's right. only a matter of time. Um, and I love Coach J. I'm a huge Coach J believer. I know you are too. Um, so, those are two – it would be – very, very nice to see a sweep, but you at least need a split. Now, your original question was gimmies, correct? Not gimmies. I'm saying games that can be competitive or games that you want to circle. For me, I'm just going to throw one out there. Home matchup with Tennessee. 
That okay. feels like a game, given the state of the Tennessee program and the upswing of the Auburn program, that you can be right there. Dylan, do you want to go ahead and drop in last time? Auburn yeah. wins basketball. Yeah, so for fun fact, by the way, Auburn has a winning record against Alabama in women's basketball. But it's not the there because last time Auburn beat Alabama was in 2019. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, March 7th, 2019 in Greenville, South Carolina for the SEC tournament. That's right. And that season alone, Auburn uh, swept Alabama three – or. What's the call when you beat them three times? And, it's and still three a sweep. Beat. Is it still a sweep? Three, three beat. Three sweep. Uh, yeah, beat them Tuscaloosa and Auburn and then Greenville, South Carolina that year. But kind of back to what we were saying here, Daniel, like I'm, I'm going to lead in the Tennessee game feels like an opportunity given the state of both programs to say, hey, like this is a good quad one win for us to pick up on our home court. You know, South Carolina LSU is probably not going to happen. So, ga- games of that nature, Daniel, where's your headspace? Um, I'm really looking at away at Florida. I like that one a lot. Um, away at Missouri and away at Vanderbilt. Those three are kind of the ones I'm going to give you there. Um, home, Mississippi State. Just anytime Coach Jay plays the Dogs. The fake dogs. It's going to be a big one. Um, that's kind of me. That, that's what I got for you. Don't have anything to add on that note. See, I'm looking at Ole Miss. I, think I was thinking a, that same thing. Uh, I think that's a team that Auburn had a chance to beat last year, but injuries has got to them, and they they beat them in January, but they didn't get the full sweep. I think you get revenge on the Ole Miss Rebels for beating you while you're down. I like that. Your ACC SEC challenge opponent is Clemson, a team that I know a lot of people are sick and tired of Auburn teams having to play in non-conference play, especially in big spots. That game will be on, I believe that's on the 30th. Yep. The 30th of November. Oh, not yet. Also at 8 p.m. Also, yeah, late tip. This is nuts. Yeah, that game is, you got to win that game. Uh, and there's so many layers to that, and it ex- expands beyond women's hoops. One, um, Clemson and Auburn are pretty neck and neck in women's basketball. Two, you just grabbed a couple, uh, grabbed grabbed a player off their roster. Um, and three, it's a P5 non-con, and and those are games you've got to start winning on a semi-consistent basis. And that's that's not me dogging on Coach Jay. It's just we're now at that point in the rebuild where we've seen tangible results every year. But it's time to see those signature wins occurring a little more frequently, right? Yeah, and you can't forget that Clemson was the team that ended Auburn's WNIT run as well. Exactly. And you said neck and neck. I mean, 56 to 55 was that game. 100%. And then also you got to add the fact that Clemson beat the softball team. And it adds a little bit of a little bit of alcohol to the womb. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, you, it's a must-win right there. And I'm not. Have they announced any more of the out-of-conference games for the women's basketball? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any if they have been. Well, this is, right now is the biggest game out-of-conference. 100. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and no, it probably will stay that way. But well. it will probably remain that way. Um, before we get over to baseball, let's see. Do we have a bag man today? Come on, we got a bag man. You could. There's a good cop out. You can say it to us. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> That wasn't what I was gonna say, but yeah. No, you don't you have boys to. Are the, you boys are the bagmen. 
Signing the, the big boy contract on the big boy network. We'll take we'll take the, the honorary bag man, but but do you have a bag man? Yeah, I was All gonna right. I was gonna oh. throw it to uh hold on, hold on. It's oh, time shoot, for in his bag. In his bag. In his bag with Myersdorf. All right, Colin. Now you can go. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna give it up to our boy Ike Irish and uh Chris Stanfield. I've been I saw clips of Ike and then I heard that that Chris was doing it too. They both play it in the uh, the Cape Cod Baseball League. It's just some summer league up in in the Northeast, and they're both tearing it up apparently. Yeah. yeah, but no, I saw I hitting hitting opposite field doubles and running it out. You know, the same way he was doing here. So the grind never stops. It doesn't. These summer summer league warriors, bro. I know a thing or two about them. Yeah, I, I, I bet. I certainly do. Well, great bagman moment. Honor up. Honored to be an honorary bagman. Really, I, it, Colin, it, it, Colin yeah. who was your last bag man? Was it Caleb Kim? We did that. that yeah, the, it was Caleb Kim. I would say uh, if I had a bag man, I'd also throw in Cheney Johnson in there, who's been getting a lot of love from Katie Johnson and Jay Will on Twitter. Yes, so look out for Cheney Johnson this season. Katie was was shouting everyone out the other day. He was Cheney and and Denver. You got to build up hype for a season full when. A lot of fans who don't know ball very well are kind of upset with the teams that were recruited from because they don't watch film. Non-ball knowers, dude. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Colin, thank you for so much for your bagman moment. Let's yeah. talk Auburn baseball, Dylan. What you got for me today? Let's see here. Going to baseball, Darren Schoenrock has decided that he will not return as Auburn's pitching coach next season, uh, saying that he is going to go spend more time with his family. First and foremost, I get it. Absolutely get it. Second, Daniel, your initial reactions. Um, yeah, family's important. Um, it really is, but it hits a little different to go spend time with your family if you're returning to them after a job well done. Um, Hughes mid. I'm sorry. I'm sure he was a great guy. Um, I'm sure he didn't tailgate people when driving. I'm sure he held the door for people and I'm sure he put his grocery cart away when he went to the store. Um, I'm sure he's a stand up individual. His pitching coaching. Yikes. I think um, average. yikes is a stretch average. Well, average. You, you know, it's a problem when, and this is something that people, and I, this isn't me taking shots at you two fine gentlemen. You're both very handsome and you know, ball, but it's a problem when during a mound visit, it's the the head coach or any MLB, the manager's going out there and not the pitching coach. Yeah. When I started noticing that was happening, I was like, what is going on? Um, so I feel like that is about the point that this decision was made and it was just announced today. So, Darren, I'm sure you did your best, but good riddance to you and good luck and have time, fun with your family. Am I allowed to go ahead and uh, talk about my conspiracy theory? Uh, if you'd like, go ahead. Yeah, I, I really would. Um, I think to, to, this means Tim Hudson's back on the planes um, in 2024. He never uh, left, technically. What's up? He never left. Lee Scott's in Auburn. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, his <laughs> kid's out of Lee Scott now. Uh, Coach Rock held it down for a year um, in a year that wasn't just wasn't what Auburn thought it might be. And uh, you battled the injury bug. You didn't have Jogo. I mean, Jogo probably makes you look better as a pitching coach, right? But yeah. But that all that to say, um, I I would be more surprised, and I have no scoop. 
I don't. Um, but I'd be more surprised if Tim Hudson did not make a return to Butch Thompson's staff in 2024 uh, than if he did. Um, that being said, if that name's not on the table and Butch Thompson, for whatever reason, is a fan of the college loop, first off, what up, Butch? Second off, we would like to submit Greg Olson uh, as, as a candidate. I don't know if there's interest. I don't know if there's any interest at all, actually. <laughs> but but uh, it'd be fun. And, and and Greg knows ball. Uh, so, uh, you know. Well, Exclusive that's... interviews with the <laughs> with the pitching coach? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He's going to teach everyone how to pitch around Barry Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. if you've not gone to see that uh, episode or hear that story as a whole, yeah, y'all need to. That yeah, that's a good one. That's probably my favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, Auburn been. would probably lead the SEC in most hit batsmen. Um, <laughs> if uh, Greg Olson's the pitching coach, that, that could happen. When's the uh, – this is completely off topic, but it's still baseball. You missed uh, it by two weeks. What? You talking about the, the anniversary? Oh, no, the, no I, we posted about it. Don't worry. Oh, we, we already posted – we did post about oh, it. Don't worry. I, was on, I was on that. Like, no, like white on rice, yeah. 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 Uh, when is the deadline to enter the MLB draft? Two weeks. Two weeks. And we've not heard a single word about Justin Gonzalez. Uh, nothing official. I, I assume that Jogo will be in the MLB draft, yes. All right. So we don't know yet. <laughs> Let's hope not for hopeful sake. So. Just just because it, it'd make me feel a lot better. Who's to say? <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, a little bit of a little bit of softball news if we're down for that as well. Sure, uh, good. Shout out to softball Twitter for hitting hundred K. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> and uh, Amelia Leck, the big uh, transfer from Maryland, uh, says she loves Auburn already. War Eagle. That's right. That's so, right. So I had I had to find a way to get everything to show up on this show. Yeah, I mean, we we really went went around the around the the horn for for Auburn athletics today. This has been a ton of fun. That's all I've got. If we're good, Dylan, we're good to get out of here. Yes, good? we are. Oh. All right. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for joining us uh, this evening on the College Loop podcast. I'm going to let Daniel tell everyone where he you can find him, love him, and support him. You can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. Locke. And just to add on to the pile of today's good news, I haven't told Dylan or Harrison or Colin this yet. I meant to. I forgot. I'm sorry. You get to find out the rest of the world. I have accepted the Auburn Athletics beat writer position with 1819 News. Um, my Let's first go. salaried beat position. So just kind of a surreal day um, for me as a sports journalist. Um, not one I'll ever forget. That's so big I really appreciate go. everyone who clicks on my stuff. Um, like I said in my tweet earlier, we, the three of us and Colin, we pour everything we have into this. And we love doing it for you. And thank you so much for your support. It truly means the world. Well, that's big time, Daniel. You can see, you can see my face on the show. Uh, that was uh, I was fully expecting a Taylor Swift concert yeah. announcement or something on, along those lines. But yeah, big big ups to Daniel. Uh, did you say where you could? Did you say where you could follow him on Twitter? Yeah, it's, it's that Daniel Haylock. In case you're curious. Wrong way. There it's you go. There we go. We got it. Big time, Daniel. <laughs> really, really proud of you. Um, for all of our previous listeners, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you, you've got the bell rung. You like and subscribed already, I assume. If you haven't, then I'm looking at you like subscribing the bell. For all of our new listeners, welcome to The Loop. Super, super happy to have you guys here. It is our privilege, our pleasure, um, and, and we enjoy bringing content to you like this all the time. 
Make sure you follow along. Like I said, like, subscribe, ring the bell here. Make sure you follow along with all of our friends over at The War Report. That's at The War Report on YouTube. Check out our friends over at The Uptempo Pod. That's at Uptempo Pod on the Bird app as well. I'm Harrison Tarr at By Harrison Tarr on the Bird app. If you want to check out any more of my horrendous takes, they are all right there. Got a couple of new things coming for you. Got a lot of exciting stuff over at The War Report. Super excited for that. And we will be able to kind of give you guys a little more insight as uh, as things get a little bit more public but we're really really pumped dylan let's get out of here and go to bed yeah so i'm dylan luck at you boy the tank on twitter if you're watching it's right there right right there the daniel that's how you do it that's how you do it <laughs> and if you also you can scroll down and while you're scrolling down make sure to go see our see our links down there you can go copy and paste those you can also like comment and subscribe leave your questions leave your theoretical thursday uh responses uh, just anything and you want to talk to us about anything we'll we'll be free to respond we give life advice too yeah yeah and barbecue definitely. takes we definitely take barbecue takes as well i would not directly ask us for life advice uh I would. but ask me but yeah i of course as tar said go follow the report if you haven't already and i again i'm shocked if you're following us and not them uh, that would bewilder me and of course the up tempo podcast as well but yeah if you want to follow us you got us on twitter Instagram, Facebook, of course, here on YouTube, where you can like, comment, and subscribe yet again. And of course, TikTok, Daniel. Should be coming your way tomorrow. Should be coming your way tomorrow. Shout out today. Today, as this comes out, actually. And if you want to listen to us, of course, you have us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music, or pretty much everywhere you get your podcasts. But with all that being said, it's been the College Loop Podcast. 